Hello, and welcome back to A Political Coming of Age. I'm Amelia. And I'm Scarlett. Um, Like I usually say, we are back and better than ever for episode four. We're pumped. We've been getting through the school year. You know, the Met Gala just happened. Mm -hmm. We're recording this in September. You guys are going to listen to it a little bit later, but... We were just reflecting on all the outfits, you know, we've been, that was fun. That was like a nice little treat to spice things up. We're Good cultural phenomenon that yeah. happens every year. What were your favorites? Okay, hot take, but I loved Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people didn't like Lily Rose's Depp, Lily Rose Depp's look. I loved it. Um, what about you? I like Zoe Kravitz. I, I thought loved that she Zoe Kravitz. She killed absolutely it. killed. Yeah. Um, who else did I like again? I liked Kendall's honestly respected kim's i respected kim's too i felt like it was making this kind of cool statement that it was like everyone will still know who she is like Mm -hmm. exactly who it is even if she has literally her entire body covered it's like it's her body is so like famous that it's like everyone just knows immediately who it is and she doesn't even have to show her face to get publicity exactly and it's also it was just like an incredible i mean i don't know if it was a publicity song i mean obviously everything she does is for publicity and like attention but it worked whatever she was doing it worked everyone's like why did she do this you know trying to figure it out people are asking questions but i think for the most part there's a positive response no people are like what i don't know i from what i don't know what side of the internet you're on but most people i feel like are saying that they like i mean on the flip side there's some negative reactions to people like aoc for example that was crazy i've been i've been really upset about it i've been upset about it too i mean okay her outfit for explanation she wore a dress that says tax the rich and she the the theme of the gala was like you know what was it's called like it was america a lexicon in fashion so it makes perfect sense that she's there i mean it makes sense that she was invited when the theme is about america and whatever she's a congresswoman it's like and her dress is like you know give it up you guys i feel like she's such a good representation of what like modern day america should be as well like she's young she's like a person of color she's in politics and like she's making such a positive impact she's like so influential and an inspiration for so many young people you know what i think i think well i've we're both of us notice like all of the backlash she's getting from not only right wing but i've seen Everyone, literally honestly. so many like socialists the socialist community is so toxic honestly the, no i know i'm just saying like i mean american politics is toxic but it's just like chill out like people don't i mean both especially sides, socialists yeah, and a lot of like angry. hardcore democrats they just don't like aoc because she's too mainstream now i genuinely think they don't like her because too many teenage girls admire her because they're you don't know about anything about politics you just like aoc because you know she's cute and wears red lipstick no literally like sorry that she inspires women and like inspires young girls i'm so sorry that she's too mainstream for you now and you have i mean to yeah, she's an inspiration for us but also it did annoy me so much that like so many conservatives like ted cruz was tweeting like this is so hypocritical that AOC is at the Met Gala and you have to pay $30,000 for a ticket. No, no one pays for their ticket. Big fashion houses buy a table and then they invite all the celebrities to come. No one who goes to the Met Gala, none of the big celebrities pay for their own ticket. I can assure you AOC did not pay, especially it makes sense, so much sense that she's invited. Other like politicians and senators and congresswomen were also invited. People weren't talking about them. People were talking about AOC because they love to hate her. And it's like, I'm pretty sure it's a fundraising event. I know. (laughs) And also, not to mention, it's like people were giving her backlash being like, I mean, this was just so ignorant. I don't even know if I want to give it like the time of day. But they were just saying like, you know, you just care about being rich and famous. You're rich. You know, you live in this place in New York. First of all, what? Second of all, 
she's not talking about doctors and lawyers you know like she's talking about elon musk whatever that's a whole nother thing it's just like it's stupid they clearly don't know what's going on they don't know what they're talking about whatever and i think that like her being there and being like tax the rich surrounded by a bunch of rich people i think that that's kind of like a cool i think the duality of it is that like she's making this statement surrounded by rich people saying like basically f you to all the rich people that she's surrounded by like i think that's cool and you know what she's like it she's brave and baller as well like all of the things she's she stands for like like i think if she had gone and she hadn't worn a dress that said tax the rich i think the backlash would have been even worse but i think it would have been more from the left wing even people would have been like this is not cool like i think it was important that she had to make that statement going there totally i don't know i thought it was cool that was a yeah. weird little moment that we had but yeah <laughs> we, we actually went on a little rampage about it but anyway the matt gala just happened and that was fun and like it was a nice moment to be able to reflect on all of these yeah. fun gowns and all of yeah. the glamour and the glitz it was cool um, anyways our theme for today <laughs> um we'll get right into our theme our theme for today is body image and the superficial culture in los angeles and this is something that we've sort of briefly like mentioned in our pre previous episodes but it's just a topic that is like so 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 prevalent in our daily lives you know as teenagers and in los angeles which okay not to make a being teenage girls and be living in los angeles our only personality traits <laughs> because i feel like we literally say that in every other sentence and like justify everything we say at that but bear, bear with, with us, us. <laughs> oh, jinx jinx <laughs> um but it is like you know, Los Angeles is sort of a hotspot for this whole, like, Hollywood, whatever, this, like, whole yeah. moment. It's the we're- epicenter. It's, like, the mecca of, like, toxic diet culture. Yeah. So, I feel like we're, like, it's interesting that we've grown up in Los Angeles, at least when we're talking about this topic. Yeah, and it's just so, like, it's, like, a, it's something that I talk about with my friends quite a bit. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a big part of our lives. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't know. Not in a good way. Um, and we're, like, in this impressionable age where it's, like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, so before we get about. started, we wanted to remind you all to please take what we say with a grain of salt. Um, we are by no means trained professionals who can be offering this advice. Um, and we're not really giving advice here. We're just offering our two cents and talking about something that we've experienced. Like, you don't have to relate to it by any means. Um, just remember that we treat this podcast as like an inside look into a conversation that we're already having. And I can speak for Amelia and I, we talk about this stuff all the time because it does have yeah. a really large impact on our lives yeah but we aren't we we don't want to pretend like we are trained professionals and like we're not experts yeah we're by no means experts we're just talking about like what we sorry plane hold on sorry there's a plane going by it was kind of loud um we were just like we're just going to be talking about like how we feel and what we went through and yeah what we see um but we also want to preface it um by saying that it this episode can be really triggering for a lot of people um and we're talking about such like a raw intense topic you know eating disorders so please 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 i'm begging you click off listen to a different one of our episodes we have a lot of fun ones you can go listen to our last episode if you already listened to it you know listen to it again (laughs) or don't listen to a different one i don't know (laughs) watch a movie something but if you think that you could at all be triggered by this topic or conversation like please just do us both a favor do not listen yeah we're not trying to cause any harm here yeah i know this is difficult to talk about um but we have i think personally felt the damage that this culture creates 
Um, and I think we're in like the hands of societal pressure and body image ideals specifically right now as teenage girls. Like we're experiencing Definitely. it on a heightened sense. Definitely. And we've both like we've both I, I don't want to get I don't want to define what I've been through or what Scarlett's been through and like talk about it that much. But we've both had our fair shares of eating struggles and like struggles with our bodies and we've seen so many of our friends and so many people we love like really go through it and sort of have to help them and it's like we've been through it you know we know we've felt the effects quite a bit and we've both struggled with it to an extent and honestly for me I don't know about you Scarlett but everything sort of started in middle school like that's when I first started to pay attention to what I was eating and I sort of started to actively I started seeing all of my friends sort of cut down on eating Mm -hmm. and that really affected me and I started using social media and I started that's an important factor I also started seeing like boy boy validation and male attention whatever and like wanting to look a certain way so badly like I craved being this like blonde skinny prototype and it was just so hard but like that really is when it all started is middle school yeah and it makes sense that it's like all of those combined factors kind of start to rise when you're in middle school and that's when you start to be kind of come aware um but honestly before that of probably the age of what like 12 or 13 maybe even 11 um I had never thought twice about what I was eating. Um, And then all of a sudden I felt like I became way too obsessed with food and like how much I was eating and if I was exercising or working out and what I looked like and what clothes looked good on me um, and like how other people were perceiving me as well. I was like, oh my gosh, like if I'm looking in the mirror and I feel so bad about myself and like I feel like I'm like, I'm not happy with my body. Like are other people thinking that about me as well? I think you sort of start also to gain consciousness yeah like being concerned consciously about what other people are thinking of you and how they're thinking about what they're saying about you and what they think you look like and you start obsessing over it yeah you start to you start to care about what you look like and then I think along with that comes the realization that like you realize that other people are perceiving you as well and that's terrifying (laughs) so scary um and this is so embarrassing honestly to say because it's just so oh god but you guys i'm sure a lot of you know brandy melville is the company um i started working there in eighth grade and actually you know what my job application was i walked in one day eighth grade with my mom um took a photo of me we're like do you want a job took a photo send it to hr gave him my Instagram handle that was my interview like that is so sad thinking back on it how was that chill how was my mom sitting there being like that like you can go work for these people who literally just want to make sure that you know you're skinny enough essentially like it was weird it was really I mean weird. the job application I actually remember I I remember going into Brandy Melvin probably like sixth or seventh grade no I must have it must have been like seventh grade because I didn't look that young um and I remember I was like wearing like of course a whole outfit of Brandy Melville and they were like can we take some pictures of you and this skirt and I was like yeah and I felt so proud of myself because I knew that like at that time Brandy Melville was like they were disgustingly obsessed with like the way their employees worked I mean I mean looked um 
but I was like so proud of myself and then I remember a couple of years later I actually went in and applied for a job and the application is literally a slip of paper with your age and your Instagram handle and I did not get a job it's crazy so I was like wow I'm I really must not look the way they want me to look um, if I can get a job there. It's but crazy. It, I can only imagine it's probably really damaging to work there at such a young age as well. I don't even know if you're legally allowed to work at 14. Are you? Okay. Like, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think you are, but it was definitely weird that, first of all, it's such a skinny obsessed company. I mean, everyone knows that. And it's a thing that all of their employees are like these like skinny, tall, whatever like there's only one size as well that's the thing oh, their yeah. whole the whole message of the store is that they don't, only sell one size clothing don't um, even like get me started which is, that's but, horrible like literally that is horrible yeah and as an eighth grader you know you want so badly like whatever to i at least i did i wanted to be a brandy girl that's yeah. what i ever want to be we a grew up girl. i also think we grew up in an era as well when brandy melville was so popular and like Scarlett Lithoid, Charlotte yeah. D'Alessio, everyone, all, the OG all those girls. girls who modeled for Brandy Melville, like they were the blueprint, like Tumblr girls who were like, mm-hmm. that's who we wanted to be. So when I got the job in eighth grade by them taking a photo of me, I was like lit, you know, I was super excited. I sort of didn't like think that much about, oh wow, I did just get this job because they took a photo of me. And then later I started pondering about it, but I remember so well go and in eighth grade I didn't really care about I didn't actually care really at all about um what I was eating and what I my body looked like I mean I did care but I don't remember I never did anything if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. I would look in the mirror and I would be unhappy and I'd be like okay but you know it's fine I'm gonna wear a crop top I'm gonna wear whatever because I didn't I wasn't that conscious of it and I remember going into this was sort of my first time being introduced to like this LA toxic insta model whatever like this model uh, and I just remember going into the break room and all of the girls would be talking about how like oh I gained two pounds this weekend and you know I'm not eating for like five more days and just like saying the most outrageous things one girl was like I gained an inch on my hips and like my modeling agency is making me eat like one me- one bowl of quinoa a day and just like these crazy things it's terrifying just sitting there and being so like you're so young too I was like, so, so young and I was like, so confused I just remember being like, like is what? This, I can imagine you're probably thinking like is this how I'm supposed to be thinking about my totally. body is this how I should be acting and it was these girls who were you know so like tall and skinny so I'll thin. say it for and you like I was this girl going through puberty you know i had a little bit of whatever i was going through puberty i don't know i was in eighth grade whatever i like i looked fine whatever but i was listening to them you know smoke a cigarette talking about how this is their meal of the day and being like whoa you know yeah i was just sort of shocked i was like is this what is what is normal like yeah is this how i should be doing and that was so damaging Mm -hmm. like looking back on it that's honestly where everything started yeah which is sad because it's just it's weird to think about and it's sad and it's so toxic and if your eighth grade child wants to work at Brandy Melville this is or if you want to work them. at Brandy Melville do not <laughs> don't work do it. there I mean don't they do it. didn't that article thing yeah there was out? there was an article that just came out in um, Business Insider that was like exposing them for promoting eating disorders and like seeing a bunch of like really racist stuff like the founders of the company or like the heads of the company um so yeah not the a good whole company. company i mean everything they stand for and like it's it's 
really not okay um and oh. i hate that they only have one size as well like that is just like straight up i feel like discriminatory i don't know how they still get away with that to this day hopefully they're not getting away with it away yeah i don't anyway. recommend working there um, anyways we don't need to get too deep into our own experiences um but i think it was important to start off talk about like the roots of it and like the trends we've noticed um mm-hmm. and i think that probably i feel like the most universal thing that most teenage girls can relate with is like social media's effect on like totally. the way you view yourself i mean social media is a huge vehicle for like generational insecurity and like unobtainable ideals nowadays and we sort of talked about that a second ago but like i remember going through tumblr when i was way too young like i should not have been given that much free reign of the internet at that age honestly um and seeing these like quote aesthetic photos of like girls ribs in black and white um and like pro anna stuff and also yeah that brandy girl stuff like all of yeah. that weird skinny heroin chic stuff and it was just so not chill well it's like, like you see that stuff and like you're like oh my gosh like this is so aesthetically pleasing like i want my life to look like this mm-hmm. how can i do that hmm like maybe if i lose a couple of pounds and it's like no you're 11 years old like you're not going to be alexis ren like you're 11 you don't need to be holding yourself to those like unattainable ideals of what your life should look like or what you should look like i will never forget binge watching alexis ren and jay alvarez edits like at night in my bed as like a 12 year old 13 year old whatever being like this is goals you know i want to look like alexis ren so badly and i would look in the mirror at my prepubescent body and be like why don't i look like alexis ren like this i was like she's whatever and it was just like that that's how i would get a boyfriend like jay alvarez and like she's i just remember comparing myself to her as a 12 13 year old which is not okay i have heard rumors that she got ribs removed in sweden um don't fact check or quote us on that but i have heard rumors um I, i remember that so well hearing yeah. that she got her ribs removed i wonder if that's true don't quote us don't for quote sure. us on that we don't know like don't <laughs> spread that it was spread to us somehow and it might be true yeah. who knows i mean she's beautiful like this has nothing to do with her it's not to track her down obviously um but, <laughs> but anyways kind of um back to what we were saying it makes sense the influence of social media um and like it's negative effects when you think about the way that teenagers consume social media nowadays um it's like of course it can have a negative and like potentially harmful influence on younger generations who are naive and innocent to those bad influences they don't know any better to copy what they see online or they don't know that more importantly that's unrealistic exactly and they don't they don't know that that's not achievable and it's also all fake it's None all of a lie it's real. as well i know i've seen so many of these influencers in real life I know what they do to edit their photos. None of it is real. You can't, you like, just, you can't compare yourself to that. It's so much easier said than done, considering I still compare myself to it all the time. And we'll get into that, but just know it's all fake. Yeah. And, and especially it's like, as a teenager, this is a common theme we talk about on the podcast, but your teenage years are the years you spend figuring out who you are. That's like when you figure out like, who you want to be, what what kind of impact you want to make on the world. Um, and so obviously you're pretty susceptible to like influences around you um, during that time period. And when you're so young, social media influence can 
translate into real life really really easily i couldn't agree more and it's already so hard to love yourself and like appreciate yourself appreciate the way you look appreciate your body know what how much it's doing for you whatever and it's just so hard to be able to love the way that you look already like without social media's presence and so when you're constantly seeing people support diet culture and post thinspo and like these things on social media of like these outrageously whatever like the people who have completely perfected the beauty standard you know yeah it that just which they haven't actually like obviously haven't actually like it's online they make they want to make it seem that way um but when you're young you don't realize that social media isn't a reflection of real life like no one was telling me like hey these girls don't actually look like that like they're editing their pictures like they're starving themselves like i had no idea i was just like everyone wants to look like this and i don't look like this so therefore like i have less value as a human being or like it like i'm a bad person because i'm not looking the way that i'm supposed to be looking like that is such a negative mindset to be having about yourself like and not even just these photos and comparing yourself to these unrealistic photos but sorry there's another plane above me it's kind of okay um but they promote you know diets and things on social media that just should not be taken seriously yeah and are, it's the like, things they're promoting do you remember kylie well. jenner used to promote so much fit, like tea. Sugar, fit tea fit tea sugar bear hair these waist trainers it's yeah. like oh my god and you're god. like 12 and you want to go buy that stuff with your parents you, credit card you, know, you go steal your parents credit card your yeah mom and go calls buy some you. fit tea buy a waist trainer yeah and they're like that stuff hey, doesn't work what were you're you 11 also it's not it, like even if it did work which it doesn't it's not gonna work on you if you're a literal child even if you're an adult yeah i mean it's just like it's just a lie yeah but it's it's aimed for like these kids to go steal their mom's credit yeah. card and then buy it you know i want to be skinny dot org x whatever and then your mom calls you in and they're like hey what's this charge from i want to be skinny dot org like i don't know it's like you think that celebrities look like that because they're drinking fit tea no they've had bbls like they got lipo but you know? like you don't know that when you're nine like you don't know what a bbl is you know what i realized the other day actually i i go to i sort of struggle with acne a little bit you know whatever i'm a teenager and I go to get these facials really rarely when my skin's really bad and I really need it. I'll go and get a facial, but it's so expensive. Like it costs so, so much money. So my mom only lets me do it. What? Like once every three, two months, whatever. But whenever I go, my skin ends up being so good. Like a couple days after I don't have any acne and like it, she does an incredible job. She does so much. But I realized that if I had unlimited money and if I were a celebrity who could do this for, you know, if I post an Insta story of them, they'll do it all for free and I could do it every single day or not every single day, but like every week, my skin would be incredible. So it really is true that money, money is what is making these people look like this. Like if I could get a facial every week, I would not have one flaw on my skin and that's what these celebrities are doing. My actually the woman who does my facial does a bunch of these like real housewives facials and stuff like that yeah and they all have their own studios for her at their house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like she they have a facialist that lives with them you know i mean it's just it's not real yeah and like but like they're not posting about their facialists or their plastic surgeons like no what are they posting about they're posting about this like basically like forcing a constant influx of diet culture upon Mm -hmm. like all of their followers promoting keto paleo juice cleanses intermittent fasting and other like fad diets um that as kids we didn't realize weren't meant for us and were would have been extremely unhealthy and harmful i know and they're 
there are billboards and ads all over the city and even like I mean it's all it's all over every packaging marketing whatever but saying like you know eat this way to look like this and then a photo of this super sexy supermodel you know these long gorgeous legs and you're just looking at that like hmm you know maybe I'll buy it whatever that's just a terrible it's just like marketing we all know that when you see the green packaging you buy it yep because you're like okay this is healthy I mean I do it too you know I go to Trader Joe's and I see Trader Joe's talkies I'm like oh yeah these are super healthy like these are way better than regular talkies Mm -hmm. it's not true it's all marketing but I think you point out an important point which is that a lot of times it's like either we realize that it's like okay we're kind of giving into this diet culture or it's like it's like it's influencing us so much that like we don't even maybe we all the time we don't realize that like we're picking up on these like behaviors or these like trends um and that's Mm -hmm. us as like 18 and 17 year olds like we're realizing that but like younger generations you think they're realizing all of that stuff like no it's just like controlling them and influencing their life and that directly correlates to little kids and young teenagers picking up unhealthy eating habits and like i can't exercise habits as well i cannot imagine what it would like to be what it would be like to have the social media we have right now as an elementary school and middle schooler oh my god i don't even want to think about what that would have done to me i i can't i mean nowadays like social media is the easiest way to compare yourself to other people almost always in a negative way whether it's about like oh they're on this beautiful trip to saint tropez like i'm so sad that i'm stuck in this room whatever that and also your bodies and the way that you look and this whatever but i just feel so terrible for middle schoolers and elementary schoolers today, especially the ones who have TikTok. Yeah. TikTok Let's talk is about bad. TikTok. That yeah. is so hard. Like mm-hmm. me as an 18 year old, I catch myself comparing myself to girls on TikTok genuinely all the time. And I've already gone through, you know, sort of like recovering and like figuring out what is good for my body, how to fuel it. And that like I have a conscious mind now that I know not to feed into this, but I still catch myself comparing myself to these sorority girls whatever all these girls on tiktok Mm -hmm. these perfect bodies perfect face perfect lips perfect everything and it's so sad that even me with this experience i can still let it affect me yeah but like and i agree with that but like my sixth grade self would have had no way of controlling the effects of seeing these things on the internet um and that really scares me for the younger peers in our generation yeah and i think that as long as we continue to use social media and being exposed to its harmful culture and influence it's something that we'll continue to struggle with and like generations will which sucks like you're saying like at least now we're more aware of the online facade and like we know not to let it get to us as much because we've already been through puberty and we've like recovered kind of we've we're moving past that we're less susceptible and we're more aware of it now yeah and our generation use social media to a certain extent but definitely not on the same level that teenagers and like preteens use it now you know what yeah. i mean like um, there's just you can you can tell by the way that we use social media and post on it even like the middle schoolers at my school now post tiktoks all the time like these like tiktok thirst traps trying to look like stassi baby when they're 13 yeah and no shame because like literally 
I can't stand it when people are like, oh, they're trying too hard. Because, you know, okay, yeah, we all try too hard. Yeah. Whatever. I, I feel don't like that's the thing people say more about girls, too. Yeah, which totally. makes me upset. Yeah. But it's like, it just, it just makes me sad because I can imagine them, you know, watching Saucy Baby and being mm-hmm. like, why don't I look like that? Yeah, like, it's really sad. Trying to make TikToks that look like her. But it's like, no, babe, like, yeah. you just have the body of a prepubescent girl because you are a prepubescent girl. Exactly. You're 13. I think that's what we didn't realize. I was like, why do I look like this way? Because I was 12. Like, I was like, oh, my God, why don't I look like Kendall Jenner? Like, babe, you were 12. (laughs) Like, obviously, you're not going to look like Kendall Jenner. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the worst thing is that internet accessibility is increasingly available to literal children. And it's so much more normalized for, like, little kids to have, like, Instagrams and stuff like like that now. like, iPads. Yeah, and, like, iPads. Um, So, you can imagine how this is, like, directly affecting younger and younger people. Yeah. And so, in so many ways, you know, social media and eating disorder culture go hand in hand and back to tiktok like i literally run into thinspo on my for you page all the time with no explanation i've never liked a tiktok thinspo tiktok or watched it yeah and i still get them all the time and like now i know you know scroll past that i don't want to see that it's hard to avoid though it's hard to avoid and i even do the you know you can like hold it and do the not interested button i do and like right now i am seeing millions of like case moss case moss like um naomi campbell edits and just these edits of these like super like you know heroin chic 90s models disguised as this aesthetic edit like goals life goals you know model goals but it really is just this compilation of women who are super thin for young girls to idolize in like a really unhealthy way. Yeah, it's like it's like 2012 Tumblr all over again, but for like <laughs> the younger parts of our generation. And yeah. like also on TikTok, I mean, the even worse thing, the way TikTok is more harmful than like Tumblr or like early Instagram was for us. Um, I think it's the algorithm. It's like users will see content from creators who do they who they don't actively follow um and it makes it so hard to avoid triggering content you know like you can't scroll through the free page because you don't know what you're gonna see and then like even if you like just one video that like is like thin spo or like pro anna stuff like you'll see more of that like whatever you like you'll see more of that content yeah and like if you spend an extra couple seconds watching a video that they chose for you there there's now self-fulfilling prophecy that you're going to get more and more into it like yeah they will continue to feed it to you because they're like okay she likes these videos she watched it for a couple more seconds in the video of the soccer ball like hitting something you know i mean i was i was doing research for this episode um and algorithms literally record online search information and are deliberately designed to feed harmful weight loss content to users who are already struggling with body image Mm -hmm. because if you're Um, struggling you're gonna watch it and then they're just gonna keep showing it to you exactly exactly i mean also there there are creators and influencers on tiktok who are actively disordered and like promoting these really unhealthy eating disorder um habits and recording it which is super triggering for viewers even if the videos are not directly promoting disordered eating habits um it's still just like seeing that content on your for you page like you don't want to see that if you're trying to recover or even if you're struggling with that i know and not to bring up covid because i know everyone is literally so sick and honestly kill me like you might as well click off because i know no one wants to hear about covid okay we get it but everyone is and 
whatever. Um, but it's important. No one wants to hear about unprecedented times. I get it. But during the pandemic, you know, teenage... Oh, I literally hate myself for saying during the pandemic. Like, I might as well have just said during these unprecedented times. <laughs> like, unprecedented I times. I if I... Oh, God. But teenagers have spent so much more time than usual, like, on social media and on their phones. I mean, I have. Like, when I was stuck at home, what else is there to do besides watch TikTok? For sure. Um, um So... And- also, I understand that during these quote-unquote unprecedented times, <laughs> winding Amelia up, um, social media can be comforting in a lot of ways. Um, and we're like, we're speaking personally here as teenagers, but I know a lot of people re- would relate. Like when you start to like, when we fell out of the rhythm of like everyday life and our routines, I feel like it was really easy to lean on social media as a constant variable in our lives, as like a source of comfort. Um, and although totally. it starts it started as a source of entertainment and like communication with other people it easily became toxic mm-hmm. oops just got an email um i i experienced the same thing like i was so sort of bored and depressed at and home. like out of control too yeah and i think that's a big thing about eating disorders it's kind of like a it's kind totally. of like a way to have some control in your life totally um, and, and especially like we felt really out of control and they could like eating disorders can serve as a form of control yeah um and that's really it really upsets me to think about that but i know that statistically eating disorders have gone up since the pandemic yeah and um you know the combination of like a larger workload independence pure self-esteem and anxiety create like this hot spot for eating disorders to form sort of like this like eating disorder it's just like a hot spot it's like they're attracted to that um so yeah and if you already have like anxiety because obviously like during the pandemic like mental health stuff has gone up a lot and you're in this kind of like toxic online social environment um and you're constantly exposed to the thin body ideal that's a perfect storm convergence of factors that can drive a already vulnerable individual into an eating disorder totally and it becomes so easy to spend all day you know like scrutinizing images of peers and influencers and like teenagers are already prone to compare themselves to what they see online and on social media and that comparison just creates like this downward spiral in terms of body image and self-esteem and it makes them so much more likely to create bad habits bad eating habits and like body image issues over exercising you know yeah it's terrible a survey published in the international journal of eating disorders found that 62 percent of those with anorexia experienced more severe symptoms when the pandemic hit um i'm not i'm not surprised Honestly. Yeah, and I'm not surprised either. I mean, like for all of those factors that we just listed, it's it's unsurprising, but it's really upsetting. It's really sad. I, I feel I, horrible that it's like we couldn't control that this pandemic happened. I know, and I think that this is also so, so important that we like sort of destigmatize this topic and like are able to have honest and truthful conversations about it because at the end of the day, it's a big issue in our lives right now and so many people's lives. Like, yeah, I know it's difficult. Top, it's difficult to talk about and like on this podcast right now like we are we are not trying to like be too critical and like straight up but like I think it's really important that people talk about this and like that's why Amelia and I were so eager to do this episode because like this is something that's such a big part of our lives and I think I always wish people would be more comfortable talking about body image ideals and like the insecurities that come with that um and like when I say people I mean specifically adults because I think I could have used a person with an outside perspective to talk some sense into me during like those formative years where I let a lot of that stuff get to me. Totally. And if, you know, no one's telling you 
hey, this is fake, you know, don't pay attention to this, don't compare yourself. Everyone is comparing themselves to it. Like, oh yeah, Scarlett, I think that you're, you know, so beautiful and like perfect. And when I hear that you're comparing yourself to these girls online, I'm like, oh damn, like this, you know, it's just like, yeah, it makes me feel less alone. It makes me feel more normal, more like, okay, everyone's going through this, even if you're as beautiful as this, my friend Scarlett. <laughs> but unfortunately i think when it goes untalked about um and like this is something we can speak to i think at school like we were talking about in middle school um it's a lot more common than we realize but also people aren't talking about it and then like eating disorders start to spread like wildfires mm-hmm. um like you pick up on weird behaviors if you see your friends constantly saying like putting themselves down and like mm-hmm. talking comparing themselves to today. other people then it's like or they're like, yeah they're like i'm not eating today then you're like oh maybe i should be thinking this way yeah. um and instead when we say destigmatize we should be like i think we mean like we should stand up for our friends and be like no you can't talk about yourself that way and like i'm here for you as a friend and like i want to support mm-hmm. you and like that's like you're being unrealistic and like and I don't want to see you go through that, you know? I know. And in the case of, like, high school and college, we're about to go into college. It's like people are already saying right now in high school, I hear girls saying, oh, I haven't eaten all day. And that just makes me think, oh, shit. Okay, well, I, I already had two meals, you know? And yeah. then you're just kind of like, okay, that made me right, Should I skip dinner good. now? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me nervous that we're going to go into college and, like, I don't want to... De- like we might develop weird relationships with food because no one's really telling us not to or like actively telling us why it's important to get help and like how to take care of yourself and especially for my friends like i think i have a pretty good head on my shoulders and i'm just as susceptible to this as the Mm -hmm. next girl you know Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go off to college soon too and it's like we're gonna be experiencing a new level of independence where we won't be with our parents and no one will be telling us like no one's gonna be reminding us to eat three meals a day like my mom is not gonna be cooking me dinner every night um and, and I think it's important, like, that we go into college, like, knowing that we have to maintain a healthy relationship with food and we can't compare ourselves to other people's. Because I know a lot of people say, like, specifically in college as well, that eating disorders really spread. Like, it's easy because you're just living with a bunch of, like, teenage girls, other people your age. And then if someone starts doing it, like, it's easy for that st- and those con- behaviors to spread. And considering how easy it is to sort of, to develop an eating disorder i mean it's so scary how easy it is it is the mental no it is what is it mental illness with the highest mortality rate yeah it's the it's the yes it is it's um it has the highest mortality rate um it's just so dangerous and considering that is terrifying like when we say we want to destigmatize this like it has such a high mortality rate um it's the eating disorder with the highest mentality rate amelia just said um and like it's like why aren't we talking about this if this is like such an important thing like it's not a game it's killing people it's you know killing it's people, like yeah. we get the say no to drugs talks where we don't get eating talks about this when this is killing so many you know students people exactly exactly um and i think it sucks too that it just feels like there's been so many outside influences as well to eating disorder culture for us that in many ways it just feels like sometimes it's out of control like it feels like the internet's trying to kill us like almost if that makes sense like yeah like young younger and younger people are becoming so involved in this horrible culture and it feels like we can't escape it totally and like you think about like the idea of belittling someone because of what they're eating um is so extremely rude and damaging to someone's self-worth and then you consider that like the internet is kind of taking that role 
and yeah. like the internet is what's doing the belittling and it's, um it's such a large force to avoid yeah exactly it basically follows you in every aspect of your life because you can't escape the internet and social media especially as a teenager you literally cannot and you know as a person who's still developing and like a teenager kid like that's really upsetting and that's scary that everyone has to go through that but I think what we're we're going to conclude this episode by saying that the most important thing you can do is remember to be realistic with social the facade on social media and mm-hmm. like don't be susceptible to like influencers and diet culture and I know that's so 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 much easier said than done but I think if someone had turned to me and said like everything you're seeing online is a lie in like when I was like 12 or 13 and I was looking at Alexis Ren on Tumblr, if someone was like, this girl isn't living this life, like this is just how she's like portraying her life to seem online, that would have been helpful for me. Yeah. Um, I wish someone had said that to me when you, I was little. You know, talk to people, talk to your friends. And also if you're struggling with an eating disorder or know anyone who is, just please res- reach out to an adult friend or someone who's a trained professional, someone who can really help you. Um, you can also contact the National Eating Disorder Association's hotline. You can call or text them at 800-931-2237. And here you can get support, resources, treatment options for yourself or a loved one who is struggling with an eating disorder. Um, And helpline volunteers are trained to help you find the support and information you need. Yeah, so So you don't have to be alone in this process. we, I would say, like, you can reach out and DM Amelia and I, yeah, you Amelia can or I on Instagram. Um, we can try our best to help. I mean, we want to... Yeah, we don't if like you to guys are struggling, happening. we, we, we definitely want to We've been through guys. our own struggles, like... And, like, I look back... I'm going to conclude on a sappy note today. I look back on, like, my 11 or 12-year-old self and the way I was so brutally harsh. Mm-hmm. And, like, I used to, like, make myself go and do workouts and, like, soul cycle classes when I was so little. And, like, I would, like like look up the calories and like an avocado um that makes me genuinely want to cry like it makes I me so I, yeah I want to give my younger self a hug because like it's not worth it it's yeah. it's so not worth putting yourself through that stuff and um, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to yeah or you don't have anyone you can reach out to yeah please just reach out to us yeah dm us on especially Instagram. during covid i know coming out of it, it's really difficult if you're still doing online school um I know that my internet usage has gone up a lot since then too, even though I'm back in school. Um, And like, I literally will like delete TikTok, I'll delete Instagram. Like, it's important to get away from that sometimes and just remember that it's not real life. Anyway, this is, was accidentally a pretty long episode. A pretty heavy topic too. I'm sorry, you guys, but I'm really (laughs) glad that we did talk about it. We love you guys. Please come back for episode episode five five next week. Take care of yourself. Have a lovely week. We'll talk to you guys later.